This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 27, recorded February 12th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire, a special Toy Fair edition. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime, and on this week's show, I'm joined by Awa64. What's so damn special about it? Because that's all we're covering. Good point, good point. Well, we're covering a few <laughs> other things, aren't we? Anyway. Be quiet. Okay. <laughs> and, um, who else? Oh yeah, D-Buster Prime. Oh, sweet God, that I'm hurt. special every week. I missed about half of that. I think you killed your microphone. Hello? We can hear you. <laughs> I meant with the sound effect. Oh, I, I, I was just saying that I'm special every week. Okay, so on the Toy Fair coverage then? All right, let's do it. Okay, first up is Cybertron. Now, now, many of the things we've seen so far, which include Soundwave, Nemesis Breaker, and Metroplex, have already shown up on the internet, so those weren't really all that new. However, some of the new things include the Unicron mold, which was shown on display with in both robot and vehicle modes. Um, the Primus figure was shown in a mock-up style packaging for the very first time. The Armada Deluxe version of Optimus Prime was shown in a slightly different color scheme for a release later in the toy line. And we also got our first look at a hovercraft transformer, which I'm not quite sure the name of. Do you guys know? Uh, I don't know, but if this I had like to guess, it's like double clutch or I'd have to guess like Mirage. I don't know. That's why I asked. Yeah, for the hovercraft. I have no idea. I didn't. Yeah, for the hovercraft. <laughs> the uh, I think the prototype uh, or test shot picks have been around for for a couple months. Hmm. We missed them. This is just the uh, first official pick that we've gotten for them. I don't remember seeing them before this though. Yeah, I've never seen him either. Is, is Are you making shit up over there? Is there one hovercraft going around? <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where, like, the, the front of the hovercraft come, like, these big lobster claw things in the front, right? I guess so. I don't That's have all my news. browser open. <laughs> it's all news to me. Okay, well, if it's new to you, then um, it's new to you. Which brings us <laughs> yeah. to our next topic of discussion, lug nuts. <laughs> Who apparently Jesse hasn't seen, despite it having been out in Japan for a while, Remy having a gallery of it, and him being an in-show character who has already shown up on the American version of the show. Come on, guys. I don't watch the show. Shame on you. So anyways, did you like what we saw so far in the Cybertron line? Yeah, I mean, all the stuff looks cool, and uh, I know I was really stricken with the uh, Jetfire repaint, even though we've already seen pictures of that before. What about the Unicron mold? I was quite surprised at that. I was surprised, a bit disappointed. It looked a bit overcomplicated and uh, a little too greebly for what I was expecting, but <laughs> it could be, end up being cool. I'm going to wait until I actually get to see it in a bit better perspective where we know the transformations are all correct and we don't have lighting and limited camera angles and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you're going to wait till you buy it to decide then? I'm going to wait till Remy does a gallery of it. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think Remy. he's the uh, the prettiest uh, figure in the Cybertron <laughs> line, but I mean. He's Unicron. He's not supposed to be pretty. I mean, I mean, he does really have the Unicron aesthetic down, though. Like yeah. the way the angles are done and the the spiky bits. I mean, he just really like screams that that Unicron feel. But uh, I guess the one thing that bugs me is the uh, I don't know the mouthy claw thing on his chest. It just kind of sticks out randomly. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like the part yep. like in the in the movie where he's in planet mode and he has that like planet munching mouth part. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I think of a better way to call it. Mandibles. But, um, Mandibles. Mandibles. The muncher. The muncher. Let's call them the munchers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The the munchers just seem to stick out of his robot mode chest at a at a weird angle. I would have it would have been nice if it was, I don't know, somehow a little more flush with the rest of his body. Hmm, fair enough. So what do you guys think about the fact that he bears a fairly strong resemblance to an existing uh, tank out of a line of, I think, science fiction uh, pen and paper RPGs or desktop RPGs with figures or something like that? Oh, I don't think I uh, heard about <laughs> that. Uh, who is he similar to? What are you talking about? He was similar to a tank from something or other. I can't remember what it was called or where it was. I do remember that somebody was making... It was on the AllSpark, so I guess we can probably look it up later, but... Uh, the part I do remember is they were making the point that the, uh... Model, or whatever, that it looked like he was cribbed off of cost 35 bucks. And this guy's gonna be 12, so a lot of fans of that $12? might end up what picking up this guy instead as a cheap alternative. Isn't that $10? He's a deluxe. Now that's usually 12 from where I've seen. Where do you buy the figures at? Okay, most of the places I buy the figures at suck, but. <laughs> Are you shopping at KB? <laughs> I've never seen him for any more than nine ninety nine. Yeah. Kohl's sometimes actually. Kmart, maybe oh, Kmart. Okay. Well, the Kohl's standard MSRP, really crappy price. Most of the big places like Walmart, Toys R Us, and Target, they sell the deluxes for ten dollars. Yeah, I know. Uh, some of the Toys R does Toys R Us sell them for ten? Nope. I thought Toys R Us sold them for a bit higher than that. I know I usually end up shopping at uh, KB, Toys R Us, and Kohl's, though, so that could explain why my Fair idea enough. on pricing is different than your guys. I know so what do you th Kohl's struck me as being really pricey one time before, though, because I was looking... Energon Deluxes, back when Cybertron was already out, were being sold for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they don't give a damn... Moving so on. on the topic, on the topic of Alexis, what do you think about Optimus Prime showing back up? Is this again? the Armada Bendy Which Prime, one? the uh, Armada version? Yeah, I have a few friends who are actually going to be happy to know that they're going to have another chance to get him because they wanted him the first time around, and just never managed to uh, find him because they didn't know about him till after Armada was more than over. Well, isn't this uh, round number three? Isn't this we, didn't we have Ultra Magnus in a battle in a box Four. last year? Well, yeah, but they didn't we have to buy that crap. He had the Ooh, he was misassembled. Eleven for Ultra Magnus. Yeah, this would be the fourth version. Well, he was cool, but he was misassembled, and you had to buy a, uh, another mold with him that wasn't really that popular to begin with in the first place either. Did I just repeat myself? Yes, you did. To begin with, in the first place. <laughs> and to correct uh, D-Buster, this is the fourth version. Fourth. The third. What was the second? Oh, Scourge. Uh, Nemesis right. Prime. Scourge, whatever yeah. it was. That's not counting Japanese versions like the Crystal one. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, that's why I said not counting. <laughs> that's for people with money. Or people who live in Japan. With money. 
which y tend to be a fairly large overlap when it comes to the toy collecting community. Yeah, well. But which, but which none of us fall yeah. under. Unfortunately, but that anyway, is the case. he's uh, still a pretty good mold. So for anybody who's missed out on him, it's a a pretty good shot at it. And the color scheme doesn't deviate too far from the original. And rumor has it that they are going to remold him somewhat. Maybe a. Uh, Give him something other than the smokestacks for his arms, and replace the minicon with something else. No, well, those smokestacks kind of fell off. That minicon was awesome. They weren't all that well done. Yeah, the smokestacks maybe they'll keep them on, but I'm thinking what might end up being cool is if they add like I don't know maybe some kind of trailer mount thing that can convert into a backpack that attaches to his minicon hardpoint to provide some kind of visual overlap with the super mode on the uh, full size prime for this one. That'd be nice. Yep. There's also probably bugger all chance of it happening, but it'd well, be nice. Stranger Things <laughs> have happened like Han Solo and Chewbacca. <laughs> so Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, so moving on to the next topic? Sure, let's move on to the next topic. Okay, uh, Beast Wars tenth anniversary. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Alright, Beast Wars tenth anniversary. <laughs> Only new information pictures come out of Toy Fair is of Megatron and Primal, which to be honest is not that shabby of a piece of new information to see. Both of them are new molds, <laughs> as we'd already been told. And the cool thing is both of them come with a die cast replica of their respective spaceships. For those of you who don't get it, that means Primal has the Axelon and Megatron has unnamed Decepticon ship fan title, either Nemesis, Dark Side, or what? And diecast means metal. Indeed. And according to info from TFW2005.com, both, both molds were designed so that they could be used in later Transformer toy lines. I believe I've heard some similar things from other sources, including Nevermore in the past. Okay, what do we think of them? Pictures are available from all your uh, favorite Toy Fair coverage news sites, including Altered States Mag, The AllSpark, TFW2005, and uh, basically anywhere that covers Transformers, toy news in general, or uh, people that like going to conventions. <laughs> so, what do I think? Yeah, what do you think? Hmm. Well, I like the Optimus Primal Beast, or the robot mode. The beast mode looks kind of off to me. Yeah, it looks a bit weird. And I think it's more of the color scheme than the actual mold itself. There's, like, too much gray on it. Yeah, there's some parts that I can't quite figure out why they decided to well, leave Why the heck white. does he have an albino face, but, like, this onyx black beard? <laughs> what happened here? Hair dye! <laughs> and the, uh... The, the front hands of the beast mode, they, they're just, like, I don't know, these, like, stubby blocks, like the Powerpuff Girl hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This on the plus side, he has a hoverboard. I, I do have to admit the hoverboard is pretty cool, and I was not expecting that. It was one of my favorite things about Transmetal Optimus. It's a hover, yep. It's a hoverboard, and it's a missile launcher with apparently a force chip slot. So that might actually make him worth getting for me. I mean, I share some of your guys' concerns with the uh, beast mode look, but I'm willing to give him benefit of the doubt until I see a more finalized version of it. Do we have any? idea? I'm moving over to Megatron. One question that we can actually oh. use to link him. The force chip slots we've seen on both of them. Are they going to yes. actually come with, like, the Cybertron force chips? Like, would they come with a Jungle Planet leader force chip or something? Or would they uh, have the die-cast figures that are going to come with them would actually have, like, force chip slots on the bottom of it or something that you can plug in through? I would imagine that they would have separate force chips. Yeah, weren't they rumored to come with them? Well, we know they're going to come with them because they got force chip slots. And the rumor was that they were originally going to be part of the Cybertron toy line if uh, the Beast Wars 10th Anniversary line fell through. Okay. Yep. So, on to Megatron. What's uh, Megatron's gimmick anyway? 
Force chip gimmick. Yeah, something with his tail or something behind his back or something. We haven't quite figured it out. So do you guys like the look of this figure? I like the look of Megatron. He looks pretty damn cool. Now, do you like the look in the robot mode as well? Because I like the beast mode a lot better than I like the robot mode, which is kind of the opposite of Primal. I like both of them. It seems to manage to mix in his... Uh, it seems largely based off of his Season 1 look with a bit of the Transmetal look mixed in with it. I thought the head design was a bit off. Eh, it's a tiny bit, but I'll give him... I'll give him a bit of credit. It's something new that they were trying, and it doesn't have to... It was originally designed as something that could pull off being part of a separate line, too, and it still is recognizably Beast Wars Megatron, so... Yeah, I... I mean, there's only so much they could have made towards keeping it the same as the original before it just turned into a slight remold of the original. I like both That's modes true. pretty well. Um, the Beast mode is kind of funny in that there are these huge gaps in his, I don't know, I guess, dinosaur skin, but it somehow just fits with the look of the toy, and I don't really see that as a problem. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, like, you Matrix... I think they both almost look like Season 1 redone as... I think they both look almost like if you had the Season 1 version of the toys redone as a, a Beast Machines version, with a little bit of their Transmetal version thrown in. Yeah, I yeah, can see kind that. of all over the place, like, in between all the different kinds of the Beast lines. I don't <laughs> think it's really easy to peg them down in any single one of them. Uh, but I, w- I can definitely see elements of Season 1, Transmetal... More so for Prime than Megatron, their uh, Beast Machines version. The one version I'm seeing absent is late Beast Wars. I mean, there's very little of Optimal Optimus in this, and there's very little uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron in it. Oh, what I was going to say about the uh, the robot mode is... Before you were so rude. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> hey, we're all here. we got to get our opinions out there. That's, that's what we're here for. Um, I was just going to say the, um, the big... Uh, Shoulder pads. There's, they're just like these big pieces of uh, flat plastic. Um, doesn't seem like there's a whole ton of uh, sculpting detail and and not really any any paint apps going on there. So if I had one gripe with the robot mold, it would probably be that. Okay, so moving on to alternators now. Certainly. Okay, well there wasn't much news on the alternators front since we've seen most everything. We have basically seen everything there is for that, isn't there? I mean, we see a better version of the Dodge Ram Optimus Prime. We also saw the Ford GT40 Mirage, and everything else on display was just what we'd already seen. Although we are hearing a bit more about the uh, other reissue that we're going to be getting of the alternators in the new packaging, and that's going to be Mirage, I mean, sorry, not Mirage, Meister, a.k.a. Jazz, for all you people who don't stick to the Japanese names for an American toy line. And uh, basically, there's been some rumor going around that they might end up not doing a straight re-release, but actually give him his uh, G1-style paint scheme. Hooray! Yep. <laughs> Which actually is supported by our next news item, the announcement of the Transformers Titanium series. The Transformers Titanium series marks the return of die-cast Metal. Transformers. It's a rediscovered art. The line, which will apparently come in two sizes, features characters from all of the various Transformers eras. On display in the three-inch variety were Beast Wars Optimus Primal, Beast Wars Megatron, War Within Optimus Prime, Alternator Sideswipe, Alternators Meister, G1 Starscream, Cybertron Megatron, and G1 Unicron. Also on display... <laughs> okay. <laughs> a deep breath. Also on display was a six-inch War Within Optimus Prime figure that was fully posable and transformable. And the reason I said Woo. that this was a link was because the uh, titanium three-inch figure of Alternator's Meister actually does have the aforementioned G1-style paint job. Yes, it does. And I think it's awesome that we're actually finally getting transformable War Within toys. Don must be really, really happy. Are we still using first names? 
To be honest, I'm using his first name because I can't remember Mr. his last Figueroa. name. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, I thought it was that, but I didn't want to mispronounce it, so I should get it completely wrong. Yeah, well, so, it, what do we think of these? I think it's awesome that we're getting a War Within Optimus Prime figure, finally. I'm a bit less impressed by the uh, Megatron one, although that could be just because it was mistransformed. Now, did, didn't Obviously this... mistransformed. <laughs> didn't this titanium line start with Star Wars? Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. I'm not really feeling a lot of love for the... Uh... About 5 bucks for the 3-inch and about 15 bucks for the 6-inch, maybe a little cheaper. Uh, I was going to say, you I'm not what? feeling a lot of love for the 3-inch the titanium figures. It seems like the sculpts <laughs> were actually a lot better in... Uh, in the Attactics line, which were supposedly like the non-premium, tiny little non-transforming figures. <laughs> Although, I really do like the, uh, the six-inch transforming ones. Uh, War Within Prime, that's just, that's easily a must-buy. Definitely. Although, I'm a bit concerned about how the articulation is going to be on those. I mean, they say converts instead of transforms. Do we actually know if it's going to be fully posable or not? I read it was supposed to be. Huh. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing that, and I hope my concerns are completely misplaced. So which other six-inch figures would you like to see him make? Uh, I'm not personally sure for myself, because I'm not that big of a follower of some of the more obscure stuff, although I know that there are definitely some people who would love to see, say, uh, GX, Gehexus, Zaron, Vector Sigma, Alpha Trion, what have you. Vector Sigma was not even a Transformer, what the hell? No love that? for uh, War Within uh, Grimlock? He was a ball. War Within no Grimlock? War Within Grimlock. Okay, War Within Grimlock, another War Within Toys would be an excellent way to fill out that area as well. Now that you mention it, we gotta see a Vector Sigma, come on. <laughs> a ball? A d yes. Six inch titanium and, and, ball. And he could come with a key, <laughs> a die cast key. Which would work, because keys are normally yes. metal. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Great observation there. Yep. Okay, so is that in on that one then? I think that's about it for the Transformers Titanium. I mean, there's the cool crap that we want to see more of, but that's about it. The rest of them are okay. statues. So on to Transformers of Tactics? Yeah, let's go on to Transformers of Tactics. Which Okay, so thankfully, the biggest figure... You what? Which, thankfully, you haven't written any body copy for whatsoever. <laughs> well, the biggest figure to come out of this is apparently uh, Omega Supreme. Which is appropriate. Yes. And... The pictures we've shown, they, the figures come in like a four-pack. Yep. They come individually, and they were also shown packaged with some Star Wars figures. Oh, I love the packaging for the Star Wars figure. The Star Wars <laughs> Transformers crossover. I almost have to buy that just for the packaging. The left <laughs> bookend is Darth Vader trying to force choke Optimus Prime. <laughs> Equally stunning in oddness <clears throat> is the right-hand bookmark side mark, whatever the heck the side of the box is called, <laughs> which is similarly disturbing, a picture of Cybertron Megatron trying to take on Luke Skywalker with lightsaber. Awesome. I actually like the whole design aesthetic of the Transformers in the line. It's Most of them are based off Energon with a bit of Cybertron toys in there and a few G1s in there. Wait, were there no, any G1s not, in there? Uh, Not that I saw. Yeah, well. They might throw some more. You know what I just later. realized? But anyway, we might finally have the answer to Unicron versus the Death Star. Just putting that out there. <laughs> well, if they make carrying cases, yep, we might finally get that. Oh, or you know what? We have the Star Wars Transformers line. 
Why can't they be friends? From Death no. Star to Unicron. Friendship is boring. Okay, no, we I could a write quest- a fanfic where he's deeply conflicted and hates himself inside, <laughs> but still, from Death Star to Unicron would probably be a lot more entertaining than from Speeder Bike to Sandcrawler Extra Number 4. Not that there isn't any precedent for that in the Star Wars merchandising to begin with. Okay, so to get us back on topic here... Indeed. What do you guys <laughs> think of the whole design aesthetic of the tactics? Well, I got a question about this first. Sure. Do you guys even know how to play this game? Because nah. I went to the uh, I went to the official website and there was a link that you just click on to say how to play. I click on it and it says coming soon. So <laughs> they'll probably show it on the box. There'll probably be something in the back or inside the boxes on how to play. And even if I'm not too interested, I might look it up and try it out once in a while. But I think they're just cool on their own as a line of cheap figurines. Are, are kids really gonna be playing the game anyway? I thought that's a problem, but. I had a lot of uh, cousins who were around that kind of age when Pokemon was huge and like Yu-Gi-Oh, and they got like all the trading cards for the games, and none of them had any idea at all how to play, and neither did any of their friends. <laughs> but they were buying them all like crazy, and it still sold like hotcakes, and and they still had a good time with it. So I don't think that's really uh, too much of a huge deal, and I have a feeling the the rules of the game probably suck anyway. Plus, they all have firing <laughs> missiles, so who cares about the actual rules? We'll just launch them at each other until someone and loses an eye. And that's the other part that I forgot to mention. I, <laughs> you've got missiles. I mean, just the fun of that throws, like, being constrained to any kind of rules out the window. You just want to <laughs> blow stuff up. I love the... Yeah, I love the whole design element. They're, like, not quite super-deformed-style versions of Energon and Cybertron Transformers. They're a bit... Above that in detail and stylized realism level, yeah, slightly stylized versions with big ass red foam missiles, and they are probably actually the same plastic, but they look like they're made of foam just by how poofy they are. Nerf? Maybe they're Nerf. It'd be cool, but I don't think you can keep Nerf that size or launch it from a launcher like that. (laughs) You never know. Anybody uh, concerned at all about the uh, engineered into it. the character selection for this line? I mean, we've got some like random Omnicons and stuff from like way back in Energon. They have one Omnicon based off Signal Flare called Omnicon. There's also uh, Skyblast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they gave him a real name, and he's also kind of a Jetfire Omnicon. Yeah, I'm so. just surprised that I mean, if they're going to be pulling stuff from lines all over the place, that they wouldn't be going for, I don't know, like, more of a, like, a best of, of, I don't know, I guess, like, fan favorites from all over the place. Well, everybody, who didn't love the basics from Energon, though? It's not that I didn't like them, it's just I didn't think they were incredibly memorable. Well, Strongarm hey, was even awesome. even I like them. Strongarm was awesome, I'm surprised we haven't I seen I thought I saw Strongarm on there somewhere. Or maybe that was in the Titanium line. Really? I could have... Maybe I'll have to, I'll have to go I'm back to I'm pretty sure I saw a strong arm somewhere in, in one of these galleries, and I would think most likely it would have been in the tactics. But maybe I'm just hallucinating. Are you making stuff up again? Could be. I do that from time to time. Anyway, do we have any idea on the price points? Do we have any idea on the price points on these? Because if it's like uh, five bucks for a four-pack, I'm buying them the day they come out. I'm, it's probably going to be yeah, a little I'm not bit quite more sure. than that. Um, it, I'm sure it's going to be whatever the same prices for whatever Star Wars stuff is is on the shelves right now. I haven't bought any of those. So. Well, they had the Star Wars. They had all the new Star Wars stuff on showing at Toy Fair too, and 
all the stuff that you'd actually expect to be like the first stuff that comes out in the Star Wars the Tactics line was there too, like Darth Vader figure and stuff like that. And that was even show up, showing up in the oddly disturbing two-pack, which might actually inspire some of the most interesting Transformers fan fiction ever. But anyway, I think the whole thing is a new one, so we can't really base it off of the Transformers pricing at this point either. Maybe we could have somebody call well, someone at Hasbro or, I don't know, figure something out. And I've killed the podcast. <laughs> Which isn't the first time. <laughs> no. Now, I didn't, put, I didn't put this on the list, but do we want to talk about the Star Wars Transformers? Uh, sure, let's hear D-Buster to his own horn more about the... S- more uh, specifically, the Han Solo and Chewbacca? Yeah, let's hear D-Buster talk about Han that. Han Solo, Chewbacca? <laughs> I... <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just so messed up. I'm having a hard time putting together words for this. <laughs> he suggested it as his idea of the most absurd <laughs> idea he could come up with for the design of a Star Wars Transformer, and then they went and made it. With a sombrero. <laughs> that may have yes. just been a mistake in the transformation scheme, though. Although it would be kind of disappointing if it was, because sombreros <laughs> kick ass. How so did you get to pick this one up, D-Buster? It, I... I, I clearly have powers beyond those of of your lost fans. <laughs> and maybe they just have mind readers there at Hasbro. No, I think he's actually precognizant. Nishin, uh, Nissan. I knew you were yeah, going whatever. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> How about this week's lotto numbers? Any idea on those? Seven. Okay, we need at least two more for the pick three. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got. I- I'm still working on these new skills. I'll get back to you. But um, oh come on. On the, okay. the Star Wars Transformers. Well, get back to me when there's a decent Powerball okay. number. On the Star Wars things, uh, I I don't really uh, collect uh, this line. Well, I guess by not really, I mean not at all. But uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they do look uh, pretty interesting. But I, I think there if were I some were, interesting sites of the. If I were going to get any of them, I don't think Han Solo and Chewbacca would be the ones that I would get, even if I was like somehow the mastermind <laughs> behind this all happening. <laughs> I would probably, yeah. if I was going to get any of the ones that I saw so far, even out of all the new ones, I still think General Grievous is uh, one of the best ones. Although I do like the uh, the Clone Trooper, that that one that showed up uh, through the, the Toy Fair picks. You know what? There were actually two things that really struck me out of the... Toy Fair picks. Go for it. One was the the Emperor from the Lambda Shuttle, which become which is kind of uninteresting at first until you realize that he's naked because the <laughs> whole Lambda Flyer thing is like this weird Manila-ish color, and then the entire robot is that same color, which makes him look like he's standing in the buff. And number two. Number two was is he wrinkly? Boba Fett, Slave One. I don't know. I really didn't look that closely. <laughs> I was really hoping I wouldn't find anything where I didn't want to look. Anyway, the interesting thing about Boba Fett was the figure they had at Toy Fair appeared to have been decapitated. Not like the actual full-size transforming robot. I mean the minifigure they had sitting in the I cockpit. I thought it was Jango that was supposed to yeah, be Yeah, I did notice it. Yeah, like father, like son. Except, actually, Boba's supposed to be sitting in a, the stomach of one of the Sarlacc pits being slowly digested for 10,000 years or until a fanboy explains why he's not there anymore, whichever comes first. Of course, the latter comes first. 
And that's our Toy Fair coverage. Woo! Awesome. Okay, so on to your toy review you got for us? Yes. This afternoon, I seem to have money burning a hole in my pocket, which uh, resulted in me running into a Target store, and uh, they had alt skids. They had one more there, plus uh, tracks and the Cybertron Defense Scattershot and a few other things. I ended up going with skids, though, because uh, none of the other ones interested me that I didn't have, and it was like 50-50 didn't have, 50-50 didn't have. I've been scouring so. all over the place for CD Scattershot. Haven't come across them yet. Really looking forward to it. They have like three. I hate you. But Skids. Skids is a good way anyway, to bring money in your pocket. Yeah, Skids is great. I mean, vehicle mode is really entertaining. I love the tacky-looking tampos on the side. I love how the hatchback actually opens. It's, in my opinion, probably one of the best vehicle mode transform... vehicle mode alternators we've gotten to date. I mean, it's a really crappy-looking car... But it's a really cool, crappy-looking car when you shrink it down to a 124th scale. And uh, transformation's fun, simple, but easy to get, except for that whole uh, mistake Hasbro made on the instructions that didn't point out the weird joint thing with the um, torso that made it so he didn't look like he was doing a pelvic thrust constantly. <laughs> yeah, if you guys Ooh, don't know what that means, um, unlike most of the other alternators that have a, uh, a hood chest that points out straight forward, his is actually angled down somewhat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, carry on. What does that have to do with <laughs> the rest of it? <laughs> anyway. He just wanted to chime in. Yeah, part of the transformation that wasn't listed on the instructions Hasbro included with it made it seem, made the transformation end up if you didn't do a little part that wasn't mentioned. So his crotch was jutting out further than it should be. Anyway. Hey, I just noticed something on here while I was looking at this thing. On the underside, Care to share there's what actually you just a little spot where it has Scion XB used under license molded into it. Yes. Did either of you guys notice that when you'd seen it? Well, yep. it's good to know that uh, Hasbro <laughs> isn't doing ripoffs. So. <laughs> the thing is, I actually hadn't seen that on any of the other alternators to date, so... Hmm. Anyway, the transformations, like I said, is interesting, kind of fun, and the robot mode actually ends up looking kind of cool. I like how the uh, weird little shoulder things fold over above his head and make that together. I like how the uh, steering gimmick actually manages to stay functional even when he's transformed, even though there's no real use for it. I like how uh, he's actually fairly decently articulated. He's got everything I could want except waist articulation. I like how his arms are double-jointed, which means I'm now permanently confused about which way they're supposed to go. <laughs> and... Uh, I like the gun, even though it's kind of puny. You could either go with it as being the noisy cricket or being with it as being a non-gun type hand implement like we have with the quote shield unquote on wind charger and uh, the one interesting thing I have heard of some people having trouble with the uh, hood not closing properly on skids after you transform the first time I have not had that problem although it's kind of weird I actually am kind of intrigued at how the whole gun actually seems to plug into the head back of the head yeah so. Everybody else's problem with the uh, getting the hood to close properly, um, they're just yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Send those death threats and bombs <laughs> to D-Buster Prime at hotmail.com. No, to be fair, uh, getting the arms back into vehicle mode is kind of a, a tricky mess. And 
yeah, because of those like double jointed uh, elbows. I mean, there's like several ways that things could kind of go back in and look like it's supposed to be right, but there's really only one way that works. So if your hood isn't closing properly, just open it back up. Try and you know fit the arms back in a different way than what you've been doing, and see if that works out because it really can close. Yeah. Yep. Also, um, I don't know if I mentioned this when I did my review uh, a couple weeks back, but a lot of people on the boards have uh, mentioned that um, the front doors in vehicle mode, when they open up, the running board uh, comes along with it. That's actually uh, a separate piece, and the joint is just uh, really tight out of the box. But you can actually uh, pull yeah. those two apart gently, and then after opening the doors uh, and closing them back and forth a couple times, the doors just uh, open uh, freely from the, the running boards on their own, and it helps the, uh, the vehicle mode look right. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, I'm actually kind of happy. This is the first time we've gotten a hatchback in the uh, main line. Although having the feet sticking out when you open it does look a bit weird. I guess you could say that's a sound system or something. Isn't Prowl it also a hatchback? Tacky. You could say that. What Prowl? He's a hatchback. I don't know. I don't actually have Prowl yet. He's a hatchback. Hold on. What kind of car is he? He's a Honda. I mean, he's a Honda slash Acura. RSX. Yes, Prowl's a hatchback. Really? Yes. One of two hatchbacks. Yeah, well, guess I'm totally wrong then. Well, they both did come <laughs> out pretty much at the same time, so they, they could say they tied for being the first hatchback. So it's the hatchback one. Oh, and also I think they did a really good job on painting the interior, or at least the interior dashboard part. I mean, they actually had the uh, weird-looking radio screen painted blue on it. That was cool. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that now. That's pretty nice. So what's your what's your final rating for this uh, one? Highly recommended. I'd probably have to give it. I'd have to give the individual one. I got a uh, 9.2 out of 10 because the rear left wheel is sticking something fierce. It actually looks like the uh, axle is getting rotated along with the wheel, which is a major issue for the free <laughs> rotation of it. But as far as the mold in general goes, 10 out of 10. I agree. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so let's... <laughs> listener questions now? Sure, let's go to listener questions, which I have no idea what they are, because you still haven't told us what they are in the pre-show. I wanted to keep them a secret. Okay. Okay, listener question one. This one comes from Chris Moore. Which death had the most impact on you? And then he gives us a list. Optimus Prime in Transformers the Movie. Starscream <laughs> in Transformers the Movie. Transmutate in Beast Wars. Dinobot in Beast Wars. Or Vector Prime in Cybertron. Can I say the guy Dick Cheney shot today? <laughs> uh, hmm. I would say it's it's somewhere between uh, Optimus Prime and Transformers. It was actually movie. yesterday. Oh, okay. And um, Dinobot in in Code of Hero. It's kind of hard to compare the two because I saw both at completely different stages of my life. I mean, when you're a little kid and you see like one of your cartoon heroes dying, I mean. You know, it's it's like Bambi, man. I mean, that stuff just tears you up. There's not much you can really do about that. But, um... Bambi didn't Bambi's die. mom. No, it was Bambi's mom. Yeah, but So how the hell Bambi. are we making a Bambi 2 again? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it, it, it fills in the story. <laughs> okay. It fills in the story between when he's young and when but, he's old. Um, oh. oh, that's great. And no, I have not but, seen uh, the movie. Sure. Beast Wars, Dinobot, I just read a review. Hero. That episode was just so well done. 
and actually just uh, rewatched it uh, a couple weeks ago. No, I, I have the uh, the DVD, so <laughs> I haven't been plus. watching the, uh, it on a DVD. the the eight minute radio edit. Version. Oh, you mean you didn't you you didn't see the eight minute compressed version? <laughs> no, they haven't even gotten to Code of Hero yet. They're still like six episodes into season one. Although I have to admit, an episode like that, because it's it's just so dense with all this heavy emotional stuff, it's probably hilarious. Cut down to eight minutes. <laughs> I, I might just have to, to listen around for that when that shows up, just to see how badly that comes out. Yeah, but uh, would that be like the complete works of Bob Skier and Larry Dottillo abridged? <laughs> yeah, but uh, wait, 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 wait! Did you say they're only six episodes in? They've like repeated twice. I think they got up to episode. I did see like a part of this episode on, and then chopped it back. No, to no, no, the no, first no, part. no, 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 no! I did see a part of this episode on that. On G four saw... on the uh, Hasbro Action Zone. No, on G4. Dinobot had the um, makeshift axe. He was running towards Megatron. I don't remember what happened. And then he was dead. <laughs> oh, now you've spoiled it for me. Oh, damn. Anyway, my as far as it goes, I thought the whole Transmutate episode was really powerful, and it really doesn't get nearly enough attention because it came right before Code of Hero, which is the one everybody remembers. So I'll probably have to yeah give it to number one transmutate then number two. I think two people don't talk about transmutate as much because she's ugly. I I know it's cold, but seriously, I mean if she was like spoken like black arachne, everybody'd be like, I can't believe she died. No. Didn't. Wasn't it the what? Susan Blue, the person who voiced RC, doing the voice for uh. Yes. Yeah, you'd think the fanboys would be all over that episode of how awesome it was instead of saying, oh my god, Code of Hero instead. I mean, not to take anything away from Code of Hero, that's a absolutely brilliant episode too, but I just think it's really unfortunate that Transmutate gets lost in the shuffle. It's because we're shallow, and I can live with that. Fair enough. Matrix, you're uh, most so, impacting uh, destiny. Yeah, Matrix just... Matrix just disconnected. Ooh. I'm reinviting him back in. Waiting. Waiting. So, how about that Ava Longoria show? Ava Longoria. Um, I don't think she transforms. But she's a lot more attractive than, than Transmutate, so if her character bought it in the show, I, I'm sure I'd be grieving too. So, we were about to ask Matrix about uh, what his thoughts were on the... Uh, most impacting death scene in Transformers. Yep, and as a side note, why Transmutate always gets left behind and everybody always starts talking about Kota Hero. And sweet zombie Jesus, he's disconnected again. Do we want to just move on? Well, crap, we can't move on to the next listener question because he had them. Hooray for secret listener questions. Brilliant move, Matrix. Brilliant move. I'm only brave enough to be the sarcastic because he's not listening. Oh, yeah, until he comes back to edit the show together. Whoops. Oh, shit. <laughs> now I'm getting a busy signal. Another busy signal. And he's saying... I just got a message. He's saying, fuck it, Skype's broken, we're quitting. 
So, uh, since Jesse seems to be gone, and I don't have the list of questions that we're supposed to be asking, that's about it for this episode of TFWire. I'm your uh, backup host, Awa64, saying goodbye from Matrix Prime, goodbye from myself, CN7, and D-Buster. How come I don't also get to be a backup host? Because... Okay. I actually have no idea. That hurts, man. Oh yeah, you missed Fine. a bunch of episodes well, back a month. This this is this is Deep Debuster Prime, the 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 non backup host signing off. Jeez, Seriously. that was a horrible sound effect. Let me try yeah, that again. Who was that? That was uh, Laserbeak snapping a picture. Ah. <laughs> okay, let's try. I that. wish they'd had that guy in. I wish they'd had Laserbeak in uh, silver instead of safety orange. That would have actually turned out pretty cool. Yeah, so also it would have been the, the news stories about kids getting gunned down by cops because they, because they, they were pointing a, a, a giant beak on them. Because they were pointing a giant poofy video camera at cop cars? Exactly. Ah, uh, that kind of logic. No, well it does look like a a real stun gun when you uh when you pull down the handle, so. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I guess yeah. that's all we got for this episode. Signing off. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty then. Saying, see you in seven. Later, peoples.